let's get started. And um, we like, okay, so let's do introduction. Hey there, my name is Alexander and uh, I'm an open source developer. I make free software to help Anki learners all around the world be more successful with their learning journeys. And together with me are our co-hosts, Alp and Gillem. So Alp, can you do an introduction in Norwegian and... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Hi, jag heter Alp. Jag är en student från NLF från Turkiet. Jag lär norsk. Um, ja, och Gillem. Hi, uh, jag heter Gillem Palau. Jag är från Barcelona, Spanien. Uh, jag lär norsk. Jag är nog doktorgrann student. Uh, jag studerar biomedicin på Barcelonas universitet. Nice. Very good, guys. Your introduction is getting even better. Och jag, jag går um, till en tysk skola i Turkia. Jag har um, läxa le, 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 min um, it, på tysk. Yeah. Nice, very good. You're doing your homeworks in German. That's very good. Very impressive. Yeah, I'm very happy that you learned the Norwegian word for the um, PhD student thing. Very good, uh, Gillem. That's very good work. And uh, so uh, if you're listening for the first time, so um, we are learning Norwegian on the side and talking about some other things. Or it's the other way around. Learning Norwegian and then talking about other things on the side. So you, you, you've read it in the description. Today, we're going to try to have a different structure where we're going to talk about uh, a topic for 25 minutes and then do some word lists for 10 minutes and then get back to topics for 25 minutes. So the podcast is one hour. Sit back, enjoy. And if you drink coffee, go get your beverage. If you want to try something new, go cook up some water and drink delicious, pure, hot water. It's... Uh, it's a very, uh, very humbling experience. So try something new, challenge your limits. And today's topic is um, the Norwegian education system. So the, what we're going to do is let's look at my personal background because I live in Norway. I live in Oslo, the capital. And um, so I can talk about that. And uh, Alp lives in Istanbul. So he can talk about... Uh, the school system in Istanbul and uh, Gillem lives in Barcelona. But I don't know, Gillem, have you lived other places than Barcelona? Nope. I see. So then you can tell us about the school system in Barcelona. So let's get to it. So basically, someone asked me, like, uh, how did we get to Norway? So just to summarize that. So my parents, they uh, moved from Kenya, Nairobi in the late 90s, right? And uh, so because of some political situation, which I don't know that much about. And to be honest, I haven't been really interested. My dad got, uh, um, it's called, uh, do you remember what I called it, Gillem? I sent you a link. <laughs> what it, relocation, not relocation, it was some other word. The pro propeller. Yeah, no, yeah, but I sent you a, a link to UN. They, they have this program where they move people, right? Oh, to yeah, countries yeah. that accept them. I don't know the English term for it. So it turns out that it my sorry. I think it was relocation or something. Yeah, relocation. Yeah, okay, yeah. maybe it's called that, relocation. I thought it had a different name. So then uh, uh, Norway was accept 
expect, uh, accepting people. And so we got relocated to a small island called uh, Harid. And it had a small population of 4,000 people. So it was actually very cool there. And um, I came when I was six years old. And uh, I started, so if we look at the Norwegian school system, so, so, so there's something called Barnehage, and that's kindergarten. So I remember this very well because I used to uh, take my, uh, or I used to go to school, which was called Barneskole, and that's primary school. And actually, fun fact, where I was, it was called um, Barneskole, not Barneskole because of uh, they were in the area, right? They were writing Nynorsk. They have a dialect compared to Oslo, right? Where it's Bukmol primarily. So in the primary school, it's uh, six years until 13, right? And uh, kindergarten, it's, uh, I don't remember the age, but it's like, normally parents don't send their really small baby. I think there are some kindergartens with accept really small babies, but it's usual because when you get a child in Norway, you get something called uh, Papa Perm and Mama Perm which is essentially paid leave for the parents so they can take care. And either both of the parents go out at the same time or they, uh, the mother the, goes out in the beginning, takes it out, like, I don't remember, six or eight months where they can get paid leave, essentially. And, um, yeah, do you have that same thing in uh, Spain and uh, uh, Turkey? Paid leave? Paternity leave or something like that? It's called. Yeah, in Spain this exists, but the time period, it's way shorter. How short? Uh, I'm not exactly sure. I think the, mo the mother is six months. So it, it's two okay. months less. Yeah. And, and the parent and the father before, for a few years ago, mm -hmm. he, had, he had no time at all. Or the father could have time, but that time was subtracted to the mother. Oh, I see. That's uh, yeah. I, so. That's and actually complicated. It, yeah, and now we think the father has two or three weeks. It, it's very little. Yeah, that's very little. Um, it's not so flexible. But I don't know a lot about this, so I want to just uh, say mm. everything I say about this, the, the paternity leave stuff, take that with a grain of salt and check it out, uh, the rules and regulations around that, because I don't know it, right? Mm. So just, just so you know, everything I say there is sketchy, potential. Um, the, the same with me. Um, I think, yeah, the mothers always have a right to have paid leaves, uh, paid like a paid period of time that they don't have to go to work after birth of the baby. But I'm not sure about fathers. I think there's no such thing for fathers in Turkey. Um, yeah, that's that's interesting. We, we definitely have to talk about this in the future again because I want to learn the details about this. But so what happened was that uh, my family, my mother and father, had um, they had uh, two boys and two girls. So one of the boys is me, and then one of my younger brothers and two sisters of mine. Right? They were born. We were all born in Kenya. So when we came, um, I was the oldest, right? And then there was a two-year gap between everybody. So I was six, approaching seven. Uh, my younger brother was four, and then we had. Um, uh, two and then one really small child right so we grew up in Norway and I used to get them from the kindergarten right so I went to the school and after school I either went home or I went straight to the kindergarten and then got my siblings and then brought them home right mm. so 
the ones who weren't ready for school. And um, I don't remember how long it was, um, probably before I, like uh, still while I was 13, we moved to a place called Fredrikstad, which is called uh, Plankebyen. So that's maybe a word you can look up and try to understand why. So it's uh, historically because of the wood and the way you could transport that and uh, just look it up. So after the primary school, there's something called Ungdomsskole. And uh, I didn't go straight to that because I still wasn't uh, finished with primary school. So the primary school is what is obligated, right? So you as a parent are required to send your child, right, to primary school. And I think primary school is really good. And I'm very happy it's that it's required because you learn so much essential stuff in there. Like, for example, Heimkenskap, which we talked about before, where you're learning cooking and cleaning. I still use some of those skills to this day. Like the way I wash up dishes is something I learned about uh, when I was in primary school. The technique I use, because I wash dishes by hand. I don't have a machine. So I have to stack up everything and then I have to do it in a specific order, right? And I remember back in school, we had two sinks, you know? That was luxury. We had two sinks. I have one sink. So I remember sometimes uh, thinking about them, those days, two sinks. I wish I had two sinks in my home. For washing in the kitchen, I mean, I just have one. Anyway, so the Ungdomsskole, uh, I, I started uh, on a school called uh, um, Trosvik, um, Trosvik Barnskole or Trosvik Grundskole, I don't remember. And so I finished that and then you get, you. I think the school designation is based on where you live, right? Your address. So first there is, if the school has an available slot, you get that one. But in bigger cities, they have to position you differently because it's just the space, like more people, less room, right? That's mm. what happens, more people. So if you move from a different city, you might not go to geographically speaking, the closest school, but that's what should happen per default, right? The closest one to where you live is probably, I don't know, but I get, I'm guessing it's based on the zip codes, right? And then you have the... Um, uh, yeah, so the Ungdomsskole I went to was called Kvarnhus Ungdomsskole. And I was very fortunate because that was a freshly built school. So it was really good, a really good school. Like, I mean, from the building structure, it was brand new. And I actually want to go back to that school just to look at it because it's actually a very interesting modern building with the rock buildings. I'll post some pictures in the chat one day. They did some creative stuff. And there, like... Um, in the kindergarten, I don't know what they do because I've never been there. But in the uh, primary school, you do have the you do have the math, you do have the English, right? You do have the physical activity requirement stuff, and uh, you do have um, society related topics. You do have the uh, what's it called geography, uh, maybe a little bit less because you're a child, right? You don't understand so much. What else do you have? You have Norwegian, the language itself. And I remember in the first grade, like looking back when I was six, seven, then you were actually learning to write. I remember the way you learn hiragana today with one, one, right? One character at a time. That's how you learned ABC because the Norwegian language, how it is, right? You have the, what's it called? The Latin type characters. So yeah, the alphabet. Yeah, the alphabet essentially, right? Hmm. Mm. I don't remember all of the subjects, but I remember um, when you come to the junior high school, the Ungdomsskole, you have uh, music, you have some creative subjects, um, you get access to German 
or Spanish or French, depending on what you want. So you get a little bit more choice, right? You start getting choice. And this is also required. And it's from 13 to 16, right? So um, I went to Kvarnus um, and then we moved to the capital after a few years. I think this was before I turned uh, 14, 15. So I didn't go so long in Fredrikstad. We stayed there only for a short time, came to the capital. And then um, I started in a school called Uppsala School, which is close to where my parents live. I was actually going to start in a different school, right? But what happened was that uh, because the school that was closest to me or something like that, um, um, there was just there was not enough space for the school we were actually designated to, right? So some, so some of my siblings started on one school and then I started on another, right? So actually all of the, my siblings went to the same junior high school. No, sorry, the, yeah, junior high school. And I went to a different one. So uh, uh, after junior high school, you get choice, right? That is not required. You don't have to go to high school, but you, you get to choose where you go to a high school and there are different kinds of high school. And uh, ju the, the junior high school is 13 to 16 and then the high school is 16 to 19, right? And in the high school, you can choose um, if you want to go more in a music direction where you do a lot of dancing, or if you want to do more carpentry, carpenter stuff, right? If you want to go more food related stuff, if you're doing like, you know, cooking, various other cooking things. And um, also what's it called? Um, more, if you want to do more sciencey subjects, like a lot of math, biology, physics, you can go that direction. So, depending on which line you, you choose, there are multiple tracks, right? And then you, you have different requirements. So in your um, high school, and I mean, uh, sorry, in your junior high school, depending on what kind of grade you get from, uh, I'll call it Zeugnis. In Norwegian, they call it Vittnemål. So it's your list of grades. In the, in the primary school, you get the grading system. No, sorry, you don't have a grading system, but you have a point system from the tests, right? And then they have these casual uh, parent meetings where your parents are notified about how is your child doing, right? And um, in your junior high school, I think that's when you start getting grades and you have the number system, right? Or last time I was there, you had the number system, one to six. And then six is the best, one is the worst. You have essentially failed. So you need to make a set of amount of points in order to get into certain schools. So um, depending on which kind of school you want to go to, right? Some are considered better than others, more prestige. Some, for example, some religious schools have really high requirements compared to others. And um, I know that because I have siblings who have gone to specific schools. So um, I've looked at the points also, and I've also been interested in some. And you can also go the other route, which I also did. You can pay for school, right? For Vidrigona uh, High School. You can go, for example, to the Max Tau Die Deutsche Schule, a German school. And then you pay, I don't remember the exact sum, but let me say uh, approximately, you pay, uh, let's say, um, yeah, a few thousand dollars per year, right? And you also have a French private school. You might also even have a Spanish private school in Austria, I don't know. But mostly these schools are for the diplomat children, right? Or the, the families who are in Norway and then they want their children to continue with the German education, right? So, uh, yeah, th there are many different 
the types of the high school. But anyways, when you have done the high school route, in Norway, we have something called the Rus, uh, which is, I think it happens at the end. And this is really terrible. This is my opinion. So it's a very, uh, where it's a uniform type thing where the students uh, make their own cards and then um, they go drinking insanely amounts of uh, alcohol. And uh, I'll, I'll drop a link in the chat so you can check it out, but, but it's, it, it, it's not it's, good. It's celebration like um, when they finish high school, like graduation. It's part Party. of the celebration, but it's just part of the, the culture, right? So um, it's not good. It's really terrible in my opinion. But mm. I'll, I'll drop the link there so you guys can check it out because uh, it is actually, I do like they, they, they do go around and then they, they share their cards and kids all around the country pick, collect these cards, right? So, uh, and some of them are actually pretty funny, right? They create their own cards. It's a picture of yourself and some text. So it's called Lurusse Court. And uh, they make it every year. And I think one of my sisters was uh, a, a Rus. So um, I, I would never do this in my life because it's like, it's an excuse to go around and drink all day long. And I don't, I'm not a fan of that kind of thing. But you can also, uh, yeah, it's up to you what you make of it. But it's very common that it's uh, some uh, kids go together or teenagers in this case go together and then they buy a bus and then they get a designated driver and then they pimp their buses and then they drive around, get drunk while their bus uh, driver drives them around. And then later they sell, I remember one of my neighbors, he's, yeah, they were trying to sell their bus afterwards. It's like, and they compete about which bus is the nicest. It's, it's uh, this, they have their own, uh, I'll, I'll drop the links in the chat. Just check it out. It's uh, very hilarious. Uh, yeah. But they have fun, right? So um, after that, they also get um, soikness again, right? And this soikness is the one you use for higher education. And this is, uh, so, so for me, after I finished, um, uh, what did I do? I don't remember. So this is, I actually have a weird experience. Um, so after I finished my, uh, from Uppsala, right? I went to the German school, Max Tau. So I was going to do gymnasium thing. And it turned out that I, there, there was so much difference between the curriculum in Norway and the German school, right? So I actually struggled. I couldn't manage to keep up uh, with Max Tau, right? So I went down from um, my grade to one grade down. And then uh, I got a private physics teacher who was, because physics was the biggest subject I was struggling with, right? So I tried to get that resolved. And I also had some German lessons just to improve, but German wasn't a challenge. It was physics and um, it didn't work well. So I started uh, on a Norwegian school called Hellere uh, Vidrigone. And there, um, yeah, I, I just went there four months or five months. And then I, I learned about programming and uh, also some other life uh, trials and tribulations. And I decided to drop that. So and I could do that, right? I could drop the high school because it wasn't required, right? It's just optional. But if, if you're listening to this listener and you're considering dropping high school, please don't do it. I tell you, man, it's a very lonely journey. Don't drop high school. Please stay in high school. That's for the young people listening. Just finish your education and be done with it. When you, because right now, I, I'm probably going to go back to the university at some point. or Because you can go to university and watch lectures, right? So it's free, right? <laughs> 
university is open for the general public unless it's a group session, right? So that's what, one of the things I really like with Norway is that the education is free. Everything we've talked about is free. Yes, there are tuitions in several of them. Yes, you have to cover the cost for buying your backpack and books, but come on. It's, um, Gillem likes to call it coffee money. Uh, yeah, <laughs> coffee money. So, but like, I wish I had done the high school because if I would have done the high school, I could always do the higher education, right? If I want to do higher education in Norway now, it's, I, have to, I have to get some of the grades for the high school. So I have to do evening class or I could learn it on my own and then pay some money and then do the exam, right? So that's one of the things that sucks. Uh, if you don't finish school the normal way, you can do it the other way and the other way costs money. <laughs> it's, not, it's not super expensive. It's like, um, I think the exam costs like $85 per topic, right? And you need to maybe have six to eight different subjects, right? But then you also need to buy the books and all of that crap. So it's better to do it the normal track and then get your grades. And your grades are also, I think you get some extra points if it's the first time, right? So first time students who finish school the normal way, I think they get prioritized by the system, right? Mm. So for example, I think if I and someone else someone else who went to school from start to finish and never had a break, I think their points are more worth than my points, regardless if they're the same points, right? Because it's the first time, right? So they're called Förstegangsvittnemål, I think. And those points would be like special points and they would get a reserved quota, right? Students like this, we want minimum off, right? And then it would be the minimum. And then afterwards, they would have a batch, which is whatever, right? anyone right regardless if it's first or not first time so they get the special treatment and i think it's fair in my opinion so i want to highlight one thing with that in norway your parents don't have to be rich for you to be successful in the school system that's one of the most important things to understand if you can't afford like let's say books and all of that stuff there's something called loan custom and I'll, I'll drop a link in the chat and they can give you a loan and a really good loan that you don't have to pay back uh, immediately. And you, you can pay it after you're done with all of your education. And in some cases, it's actually good for you to have the loan permanently because of tax benefits and a lot of other things. So you don't have to have a strong, wealthy family. Like for example, I'm not gonna say I know that much about the US, that's not what I'm saying. But like, if you look at some cases that have been in the news where you have celebrity families they pay their way to the top that's not possible in the norwegian system yes you can pay someone to dress up as you and then go take the exam right that you can do and i have considered it i'm telling you i have considered paying someone to go pay the take the exam for me but it's not ethically correct right it's morally corrupt you can't do that in my opinion so but the system is designed a way that you have to go through the certain criteria. And um, so when you qualify, you can choose, for example, something called Heyskole, which is like a college, right? And those are fine and they deliver value and they produce competent people. But I think in some circles, they're considered less than universities. So it's not that um, school is something you have to do. It's just you could do high school and then university, or you could just do university, right? Some people consider that higher status. I don't know why. 
they, they some people have told me that privately you know, right and i mm. for me it's the same right it depends on what do you want to study where do you want to study and which one is the better and also remember there is a point system right if you have enough points for uh, for example um some of my siblings study at the university in oslo right and i know in certain areas it's really difficult to get into the university because they only have this certain amount of seats available for students right and you have to fulfill the point requirements right so um i think in my opinion if you get to the into the university it's easy to stay there forever right you just mm. have to get in and then you can switch to another subject so if you if you want to study something else primarily but you can't get that you don't have enough points you can get into the university take some other um I don't know what it's called in English. It's called emner in Norwegian. It probably means subjects. You take some other subjects, you gather more points, and then you jump to your main topic, right? Which you wanted to study. So let's say you wanted to study physics, but you don't have enough points or whatever, right? Then you get into the university with biology. <laughs> no, sorry, uh, um, psychology. Made. You want to do a psychology major, and then you get more points because you know there is an overlap with uh, years, right? So, for example, first-time students, they have to learn specific parts, regardless, right? The, it's called X-feel, some philosophy stuff. Everyone has to do it in the university. It doesn't matter which you are. So, you get those, you get the points, and then when you have enough points, you just switch to your... I know people who do that, or uh, they've told me about it. So, it's possible to get to the subject you wanted to. And uh, so, I think, like, that's the general thing. And again... I really want to just repeat two things like the university, you can just go watch lectures. All of the material is public. They don't, unfortunately, they don't have recordings of everything. So you don't, you can't, you can't watch everything. But if you wanted, for example, to learn about compiler construction, just go to the university, you look at the schedule for the computer science majors. When do they have this uh, lecture? And then you just go there, you just sit there in the lecture and, uh, Old people do it. I used to do it uh, for many subjects I was interested in. Who cares? Like they don't, they're not gonna, the like, professor or the presenter is not gonna ask you, hey, do you have ID or who are you? You just come, but uh, you can't deliver assignments. That's the only thing, right? Mm. Because you don't have access to the, to the student login system, whatever it's called, but you can get the PDF slides. You can get uh, information about what is in the curriculum. You can come and watch when it's not a closed session or a group session, and you can interact and ask questions. So in Norway, you, you don't have to have money to get to the top. You can do it uh, by honest hard work. So uh, if you're watching this and you're in, uh, in the high school, please just finish your education. Don't be like me. Don't be stupid like me. Just finish it. It's going to be so worth it for you in the long run. So. I'm probably going to go back to um, taking up some subjects, uh, maybe maybe this year or maybe next year, and then get all my points. And then I'm just going to pick what I want to study, right? Because think about it. It's probably a lot of fun. Now that I know what Anki is, now that I have the superpowers. Yeah. So, um, did, so did you guys get it? Like the, the track? Do you understand yeah. the track? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's also similar in every country. Like there's not many, when you talk about it, like you did right now, I don't spot many differences between Turkey and Norway. Like in Turkey, education is also free, but the 
you can discuss about the quality, maybe high quality, maybe low quality. You, you can't be sure about that. And also you have private schools you have to pay for. But the key difference is, I think, and on students, there is, um, there is a stress. The students are stressed because um, at the end of middle school, you, you, you take an important exam for getting to high school. And, and um, according to your high, this, according to the mark you get from this exam, you can um, go to certain high schools. And some high schools are considered really better compared to the others. Some are privileged. And um, as someone in one of those high schools, I can say it's not comfortable studying and studying and feeling stressed for an exam so much is good. But this is what happens. And after you go to high school, again, like Alexander said, there are some private schools that have foreign connections. Like you can go to a German school, to a French school, to a Spanish school. I don't know if there's a Spanish school in Turkey, but there's an American one. You can choose one of them and uh, go, go there. And in my case, my school is a bit special in that matter because my school is actually a state school. It's not a private school. I don't pay for school, but uh, Germany uh, and Turkey agreed to have a school that has both Turkish and German teachers. So I go to school in Turkey, but um, as Alexander has mentioned it, I do the gymnasium thing. I take German lessons and, and I'm qualified for having this German diploma at the end of my high school education. So um, this is the path I'm taking. But from what I understood, um, from what I understood from Alexander's explanation, they are similar. But the education in Turkey is Turkey is a lot more stressing. Like um, now, my some of my friends who are preparing to go to university in Turkey, they are working really hard to get their grades, and they are preparing for a huge exam. Like they have to study a lot. This is not so, yeah, this is not the case for me because I'm doing the German, I'm taking the German path, but this is what it is in Turkey. Yeah, like I, I have to say, oh, I'm very happy that you are taking education. You, you're, you're definitely, you're off to a better start than me. So please, please I'll finish it. Just finish it and then get it on your checklist and then get into university and uh, yeah, get the formal education. I, I'm going to do it too, but like one thing I'm wondering, like, uh, so in Turkey right now, yeah, so you have the state run schools. I think we also, our schools are also mostly state run. So um, do you have like cafeteria food? Because I remember this, this is not something I mentioned because if I look back, right, if you look at the primary school, there was actually a milk contingent or something like that. And then my parents would pay some amount and then this way I would either get f fruit or I would get milk and fruit. And I remember there used to be this milk delivery guy. He used to, we used to have these cute small cartons. And then one of our teachers, uh, Grete, really a great woman, she, she used to try to reuse everything. And this was before recycling and all of that weird stuff. But she tried to use the cartons to plant uh, plants and a lot of weird things. But we, so I remember the milk cartons from, so did you, how was it primary school? Like, did you get food on school or did your parents give you uh, food? Um, my parents gave me food in primary school, but there was a school canteen. I just didn't go there. And I was, 
at that time I was shy to go to the school canteen and buy something. So this was a problem with me actually, not uh, not with the school. But I went to a state-run primary school, and then uh, for um, for middle school I went to a, a private school. So I paid for it. Um, but in the middle of this of this whole middle school thing, um, I get. I get free education at that school because I was so successful. Um, but then at that school, we also had a school canteen, school cafeteria. And at my school, my school is a state-run school right now. Mm. So run by two different states, but it is still state-run. Um, we have a school canteen. We can go there and buy food. Yeah. Nice. I, I remember when I, the first time I saw a school canteen was in junior high school. Oh, it was luxury. It was really luxury. There, I, I think if I eat the food today, it probably wouldn't be so good. But I remember back then it was like um, heaven. It's like you got this uh, nice uh, sandwich with chicken stuff in it with uh, just some fine chicken. Gilem, are you still here? Yeah, Gilem, Gilem, if you're here, just contribute your ideas and then we'll move on to the word list because yeah. we're... We're already over the time we have decided yeah. on. But I, was, I was curious about also in um, Spain how it is. Is there any difference? Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm also curious about that. Awkward silence. Hello. Enjoy it. Hey, Gillem. Uh, I'm not going to see him up. I will have to leave. Oh, you have to leave now? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it's an emergency. I'm... Yeah. Talk to you soon. Good luck. Then it's just me and you. I'll... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we can manage this. It's not a problem, actually. I and hope everything goes okay with Gillem and not, there's nothing wrong. So, uh, yeah, you have to take care of your uh, close loved ones. So yeah, let's yeah. hope everything is okay. So, yeah, do you want to do the word list and help? So if 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 you are alone here, maybe just do the word list thing, and then we can continue discussing about this kind of thing. And it's actually also interesting for us to discuss school because at some point we shared a, a similar school by uh, by joining this German school system. You for a short time, I have been in this school for more than four years now. It's my fifth very, year. Very strong man, very strong yeah. man. You, you survived it. <laughs> I, I almost died in there. Yeah, yeah. Had through, had through. <laughs> Yeah, and um, at the beginning, when I started school, I have, I didn't know a single word of German. So we we learn German in a year, and then the next year you start having maths, physics, biology, and uh, I don't know the, what, what, yeah, chemistry and so on in German, mm-hmm. and also in German. Like it was easier at the beginning, um, especially my German lessons were not that hard, but. Uh, with time, you get you acquire advanced language skills in German, and now, right now, we are writing some uh, tiring, literally literary analysis, and yeah, it's real tiring. So yesterday, I wrote a poem analysis from Goethe. I finished it, but it took long, and it was yeah hard, and it's 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 yeah, I was tired at the end. So, do so you know, yeah. how do you say poem in uh, Norwegian? Um. I don't know, but I, yeah, the, the German word is das Gedicht. So I can maybe um, go from Gedicht to say something like Dikte or... No, almost. Just drop the E. Dikte. Drop the E. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah, correct. I, I just, I just uh, recognize the pattern. In 
at the beginning of German words, you can sometimes have ge. So, for example, in the site Gedicht. Mm. Um, but I know, for example, the word for poet is Dichter. So I can guess um, the, this word will, would probably not have ge at the beginning, beginning uh, in Norwegian. So when I'm transitioning to Norwegian, I just drop the ge and I, I guess Dichter, but yeah, okay, it's Dicht. So this yeah, is how you get Yeah, that's very cool. I, I don't know yeah. if uh, Dicht. I don't know what would be what you call the person who writes poems because that one I'm a little bit confused. Dichter, a dichter. <laughs> I think this is no. This that's is... the yeah. I'm not sure. I have to think about that one because that <laughs> confused me. Because I would say to write a poem, right? Someone who writes poems or a poem writer, dictskriver. I don't know if that's the right. Anyways, but... we'll check it out later and then update the word list. Oh, okay, okay. I think. But I think dikter is a valid word. I, I feel like it, but this, yeah, you are the one with Norwegian as a native language. So we'll trust you and we will check it out later. So um, we have olere to learn. Um, I will form a sentence with this. Jeg lærer norsk. This nice. is a simple sentence and it's correct, I know. I'm learning Norwegian. Uh, uh, yeah, and then studere. Uh, this is to study. And mm -hmm. I think I can say, Jeg skal studere um, i Tyskland i fremtiden. Veldig bra. Ja, takk. Takk, takk så mye. So Tusen what takk. did you say for our wanna, English listeners? Uh, okay, um, I said I, I will study in Germany in the future. So this is what I said. And then uh, this, this, this word at Gillem, Ostappe to cram. Is it correct? Ostappe. Uh, Pugge. Where did you get the stuff from? Where, where did you get the stuff? It sounds weird. I have never heard about that in my life, so it sounds okay. weird. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, okay, we'll keep this. Because cram is pugge. Uh, like, it's it's not, yeah, let's just change this. Pugge. It's the, Don't trust Google. I know Google is writing it uh, as the first, but I have never heard that one in my life. Oh, actually, we had a question. Um, what would the word for um, exams you take in school be? Like, there are several words for that in German. You have Klausur, you have Klausenarbeit, you have Prüfung. Um, so, and in Norwegian, I saw three words that are Prüve, um, Skolearbeit, and one examen. Yeah, there's some strides, right? Uh, because prøve is or, or examen, uh, or for example, we have an oral test, muntlig prøve, oral test, muntlig prøve, uh, or written test, skriftlig prøve. Th those are the ones I remember hearing kids tell me, or I would say, because it's like, oh my God, we have a written test this week. Like, for example, okay. uh, you would not, like I remember Jim, you know Jim? When I was looking back in the gym, we used to have, um, it was actually one of the subjects uh, with German. Uh, German and that was the best subject I had. I was doing the best with little effort. Uh, so in the gym class, essentially, most of the activity is physical, but sometimes you have the, you know, you have to learn about nutrition. So you have um, you have a written test uh -huh. after okay. learning about uh, yeah, you know, the body and stuff related to the body and why you should work out, living a good life, healthy, 
And just so you know, listener, the cheapest life insurance you can get is working out. So if you're not working out consistently, please pick a schedule that works for you and just do it. You can do it. We believe in you. And I just uh, realized another similarity between Norwegian and German. So I am I will be taking abitur exams this year. And when we when I'm talking about when, when we are talking about abitur exams, we use the words mündliche Prüfung mm. and schriftliche Prüfung, just like the mündli uh, Prüve mm. and schriftlich Prüve. Yeah. Mm. So you have yeah. a really good advantage just because you know German. A lot of the Norwegian words and uh, it's just going to be yeah, easy. Yeah. it's very good yeah yeah and then we have to pass an exam and to fail an exam we couldn't find a word a single word for failing exam it's just ikke bestol an examen so yeah. um i i can um i i think i can form form a sentence right now so this would be jeg jeg har bestått Examen. Nice, very good. But you yeah. could also say something I would say, or uh, or something I would ask is like bestu. Uh, if I wanted to ask you, did you do it? As in a question, I would just say or uh, bestu. Oh wait, actually, no, no, uh, it, it's correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually correct. Yeah. When I say <laughs> yeah. It now, sometimes you know the brain uh, works in a different mysterious yeah. way. I don't know yeah. when you would uh, use bestu, but there is our, there are some cases. Maybe I'm making up a word right now on the go. <laughs> oh no, it's a, it's a bending form of uh, it. So you would use it in preteritum. Right? Uh-huh. Okay, mm. okay, okay. It's just me. I need to practice the grammar again. Okay. So yeah, for if there's someone watching the for listening to this podcast and uh, is knows German, you can uh, remember this word, the, the German word is bestin. So bestin and besto are not that different, actually. Nice. Yeah. And then, uh, go till skole, uh, to go to school. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> this, this phrase is already almost a sentence. Like I could just say, um, or I can say, um, Alexander går ikke till skolan för de han är en adult. I don't know the word for adult. Ah, för de han är en vuxen. En vuxen, okej. Okay. Or you can say för de han jobbar. Alexander går inte på skolan för de han jobbar. Yeah. And what does that mean? Um, Alexander doesn't go to school because he works or he's an adult. So this is. The yeah, he works exactly. Yeah, he works there. The first one, but the the uh, the variant I wanted was. The, the... Yeah, adult. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and now we have at fremdspråk. This this means a foreign language, and I can say, "Jag liker olära fremdspråk." I think there would be an adjective change, like fremdspråk, because språk is plural now. Is that correct, or am I making up something? Make, make an English sentence, and then I will translate it to Norwegian. <laughs> Okay, I like learning foreign languages. So. Jeg liker å lære, jeg liker å lære fremmede språk. But you wouldn't say that. You, you wouldn't say that in a normal context. You would say you would like to learn languages, right? 
right? I, like, I mean, I like doing it as a hobby. So I really, yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, yeah, okay. What would you say? So I would say that I like learning languages as a hobby, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that I one I'm not... Uh, I see what the, you're saying. Right yeah, yeah, so foreign languages. Um, yeah. It sounds weird. It really does. It sounds like a textbook, to be honest. Uh -huh. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, then... We have but I think I don't think it's plural. I just checked in Google Translate. It doesn't look. No, I, I said I, I just said uh, "sprok" is a singular form, but "sprok" in plural is also "sprok." And now, when I want to say uh, foreign languages, the the adjective at the beginning is "fremmed," but if I want to make it plural, it's "fremmede sprok." This is what I meant. Yeah. So actually, I, yeah, I want I want to. Uh, uh, there is a Facebook group you have to check out because uh, I'll drop it in the link. It's called One Word. Because one mistake that I make a lot and you are also making is like in Norwegian, you have this word splitting mistake. So this is actually one word. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I just saw it right now and I didn't see it. I don't see this mistake normally, but I, I will drop a link because there is this funny Facebook group which goes around and, and they take pictures of uh, Norwegian people who have created a sign or a poster and uh -huh. they have a mistake and then the word means something else, right? Because of the split. Yeah. So okay. if you read, okay. uh, yeah, you have to check out this Facebook group. Uh, yeah, images. Okay. Put the link in the show notes. Yeah. 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 And then Mate is maths and Wiesenskap is science. And we can say, so, so is it uh, more natural to use elev or a student for student? Elev is uh, what you would hear um, for the for the younger ones, right? You would hear uh -huh. that. So you like, would hear until, for example, before you reach, uh, uh, let's say, uh, before you reach um, higher education. That's where we would hear it. So, yeah, and yes. so basically, like from Shula yeah. and student so yeah, yeah. so okay. after for higher education that's the normal case then you have the student right yeah but okay. if you if you buy like one of the things that i like uh, is that students get a lot of benefits so for example you probably have it in turkey too where there is a there is a price for um adults there's a price for children and then there's a price for uh students and a price for emiratus or uh, people who are old retired whatever you want to call it so that those are the classes and students do get a lot of cheap stuff and sometimes people mistake me for students so they give me half price and they say oh you're a student let me give you half price and I say no I'm not a student but then they say you look like a student here half price and I say thank you <laughs> talks it off so that's a benefit yeah. um, mm. um and now we can say is it is elev, elever in plural or is it just elev? Uh, elev that's elev. a good question. You're asking me questions I have to ask myself. Okay, so, um, <laughs> okay. en elev, so, flere what? elever. Yeah, it's it's plural, right? Okay, elev. So I will double elever. check the elever. word. Elever. Okay, yeah. so uh, now for, for, for the listeners who speak French, you can, you're lucky, you can use the students for student elev 
in Norwegian as you use it in French. You're lucky, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. elever, lærer, matte, og vitenskap på skole. Did you, did you hear the sentence I... Elever, lærer, matte, og fransk på skoler. Det er vitenskap på skole. One more time. Elever, lærer, matte og vitenskap på skole. Så students, they learn math and science at school. Ja. Ja. Now it sounds like I don't know any Norwegian. <laughs> People are starting okay. to wonder in the podcast, does he really know? <laughs> so I, I actually am wondering about the truancy because I, is this something Gillem added? Because it sounds like I don't, I've never even heard about this um, English word. Have you heard it before? Truancy? The one, one? Uh, the one right below. Right. Uh, and what's uh, so this is uh, this is very problematic because i don't know truancy and i don't know sweek do you know what sweek is sweek is like it's like a, f a form of betrayal that's what i understand from it right so but i don't know that i have no idea where this comes from let's delete okay. it okay <laughs> let's delete it <laughs> yeah I, I don't know what it means here in this context uh, okay so Um, Gillem can take sir, it up next time. We were, we were in character. So, um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Actually, this we need to get... He has to tell us about it because it looks interesting from the Wikipedia article. Sorry, what are you saying? So I was saying we are now at character. This means grade and also character. But now I will use it in a sense of grade yeah. you get in school. Character uh, er viktig. Hvis du vil studere på universitetet. Karakterer er viktig hvis du vil studere på universitetet. Det er helt riktig. Og ikke bare det. Something I didn't mention earlier, which I want to highlight now, is that there are actually some kind of job situations and some kind of employers who really do check your grades. They do mm. care about this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I don't know all kinds of jobs, but I heard about them in school, right? There are certain kinds, and I wish I could name them, but I can't right now. So this is something that's potentially important for certain employers where they want to make sure the person they're hiring is, is someone they want, right? So, and I, I think actually the, the employer could ask it, right? I think it's fair for the... Um, I have to search that. Like, can the employer actually... Can they ask for this? Because there are some things... The employer is not allowed to ask, for example, political stuff, right? In a job interview, that's illegal to ask or something like that. Mm. Uh, we, we, we need to discuss the employer law sometimes. We have to discuss that one. That's very interesting. The workers' law. I'll, I'll add yeah. it to the topics. Yeah. So we have rektor, lærer, and elev. So I already mentioned I'll make a sentence with that. But... Rektorer og lærere. Lærere? What, yeah, what, how is the plural? Is it uh, lærere or lærere? I think it's uh, lærere. Uh, so the, the singular form is lærer, which you said, and then the decided uh, læreren, lærere, lærerne. So you can have undecided, 
teachers in general, and then you could have the decided. Yes. The teachers, right? Definitely. No, definite, definite. So, definite and indefinite article. Um, exactly. If you're, if you're recently started learning Norwegian, in Norwegian, definite article comes to the end of the words. So, be careful with that. So, I'll drop links um, in the. Okay. So, rektorer och lärare uh, jobbar på skola. Mm. Yeah, this is actually very complicated because uh, this is even challenging for me because the, 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 there is this word, right? På or i. So mm -hmm. it's like yeah. on or in, right? So sometimes yeah. you can use the one, other times you can use the other, but I don't really know. I have to think really hard, really hard to figure I, out which one is think, which one. I think, I think in this position, yeah, I, I, I even think if you are learning an Indo-European language, one of the hardest thing you will has to you will have to learn is learning prepositions. Yeah, <laughs> but in so, yeah, sorry. Yeah, there are not certain rules. They're not definite. You have to learn and maybe use. So maybe you can you can try to translate the sentence I said again and uh, tell me what is natural as a native speaker. And it is uh, school pr principals and teachers work at school. So this is this is the sentence. Yeah. So uh, we definitely have to uh, talk about um, the språkråde. Uh, I don't know what the English word is for it. Um, well, let me try to find the English word because th this is uh, it's a state-driven organization, mm -hmm. and they're essentially responsible. The Language Council of Norway. It's like yeah. a body, right? And then they deal with language issues. So those are actually, yeah, let's let's add uh, the link there and then we'll talk about them someday. They do good work. Mm. And then, um, okay, examen, we already uh, talked about it. So um, the uh, now we have classroom. So this is really similar to the English for classroom, classroom. So um, yeah. Yeah, so lesson is wrong. It's actually, I think it's homework, right? Um, yeah, I actually, at the beginning of the podcast, when I was doing my intro, I um, wanted to say I have my lessons in German, but to translate my sentence, I, I, I have my homeworks in German. So we look at that. This is the the... The source is Google Translate. So what is the natural word for lesson? And we will change this. It's, I think it's uh, opgave. But like, if you're talking about homework, opgave. it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, opgave is... Undervisning. I, I undervisning. Undervisning. That's what it is. Because lesson is uh, undervisning in this case. That If that's the word you're trying to come up with. Yes, I think what you're trying to ask me is undervisning. So opgave is just... Just like uh, in German, Aufgabe. Yeah. Aufgabe, and actually I checked it. Aufgabe has its etymology from, yeah, it's, it was, it came from German into Norwegian language. Mm. Aufgabe, Aufgabe. Yeah, but, yeah. so, so um, what, what do you mean with lesson? Do you, are you talking about yeah, sitting like, in a classroom and people yeah, talk? Yeah, the time span, the time span, you go into a lesson, the teacher is explaining something, and then it's break. So this is the, yeah. The single unit of time. Okay. Yeah, that, then I understand what you're saying. So, for example, 
Uh, you would say, uh, I think formally when you're speaking about it, it would be univisning, like uh, instruction or whatever it's called in, in English. And uh, with the informal, like what people actually say, it's like, I think it's team. And they, they say team and the real literal translation is going to be the hour, right? So uh, let's say you were going to say German lessons, right? Then you would say Tysk team, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it would essentially mean the same thing, but the literal translation is different, right? So if my friend, uh, if I was 14, 15, and my friend asks, uh, what do you have next? Then I would say, oh, I'd, uh, Tysk team. Then I would, okay. that would mean I have German lesson, right? That's the, okay. the, the okay. meaning is, the meaning will, uh, like, this is actually a very interesting topic. Like, you have the translation, literal translation, and the meaning translation, right? The words are different, but they're conveying the same meaning. So this is actually, maybe this is one thing I can do research on just to, because, yeah, my example now is not uh, that great, but there are many other examples you can see when you translate from your mother tongue language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back and forth, yeah, you can yeah. see there is, you can use different words, but it means exactly the same thing, or it means very accurately this thing, or you can do the literal translation, and then it means something totally different. Yeah. And then, um, what was I going to say, Nate? Okay, edit this I, part out. <laughs> you're, you're giving me work up, you're making me work. <laughs> yeah, in, the, in this episode, there are lots of things to cut, so you will be working anyways. Okay, so <laughs> I, I, the word I'm curious about is Unterricht in German. Unterricht, and you can also use Stunde in some cases, but yeah. yeah, but that's why I'm saying Unavisning. That's yeah, what Univisning. I told you. Unavisning okay. is the one. Uh, it's the same as Unterricht, okay. right? Okay. You can hear okay. it. The word sounds yeah. identical, right? Cool. Yeah. So, uh, school of fact. So, you and uh, you called this thing, school subject, as Emne. So, I'll yeah. just change to Emne. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. It could also be called Fog. Um, which subjects do you have? Anyways, uh, so uh, let's. Uh, you can correct the one I edited. Uh, I don't know what I was going to write here. Uh, yeah, I'll just mark it yellow. So, if we look at Gillem wrote the truancy means that school ab abstainism. Yeah, Gillem, you'll have to come back some other day and explain that because I have no idea what it really means. I've watched the movie that's being mentioned in the in the Wikipedia article uh, with Bueller or whatever he's called. Um, have you watched that movie? Mm -mm. So it's called Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It's this guy who skips school for one day. Mm -hmm. He has a very, very, uh, yeah. yeah. I'll check out the link later. So let's get uh, continue on the list up. Yeah. Um, then, then we have letter book. Letter book. The letter book is really clear. Just learn book and the textbook there's a book you use to learn something and uh, you can say yeah okay let's use emne und lehre book uh, together in a single sentence try try um jai bruke jai bruke lehre boka for emne mine i used the uh textbook for this my subjects sense. yeah textbooks yeah 
It just sounds weird. I don't know when yeah, you say something like of that. Course, of course, it sounds weird. Here, uh, a beginner language learner, and then we are. Uh, I'm trying to come up with sentences, and of course, I could use that word in some great context. But mm. as the as of now, my knowledge of Norwegian vocabulary is limited. Mm. So no, no. I'm. I think it's yeah. good that you can come up on the spot. But it's like you also have to like you know you know when you're communicating with things you you should um, it's good to sound good not too good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I actually have a question. So um, the there is there is a complicated view on uh, grammatical gender in Norwegian, especially with Norwegian people. Mm. Uh, they say you can use feminine words with masculine. Uh, articles so for example book is actually feminine i think and you can say i or an uh, book but especially when you form the plural as far as i know and as far as i understand norwegian people tend to use single when they use singular indefinite article they just say an for masculine and feminine words but in the plural you can use both buka and buker. I can only say yeah because so I don't remember. Uh, it's, so we, uh, repeat the question. Uh, with simplify the question up so I understand what you're talking about. <laughs> too complicated. Okay. You're making no. it too complicated. Um, <laughs> no, okay. Just say um, textbooks. 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 Yes. Textbooks. Yeah. Just say nor in Norwegian, <laughs> not in English. I should drink more hot water. I'm getting tired. So textbooks. Um, yeah, textbooks. What is textbooks in Norwegian? Textbook. No, that's not correct. Uh, book. So, okay, just say not textbooks. Just say books. School book. No, textbook is letter book. We have it on the Notion page. Yeah, I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm, what would I say? What would I say in a normal setting? I'm trying to ask myself, but book, yes. En bok, flere böcker, boken, min bok, är det din bok? Yeah, 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 but I, I saw somewhere, book is actually a feminine word, and you can also use boka. Yeah, <laughs> you know, when you say that, I, I can only say yes, because like, it's probably true, I don't know, I have to look this stuff up. Uh, because I don't know, like, it's not like, you know, when you talk about it, uh, I've told you before, like, the you know, the language linguistics part, that's like, I have no idea. I, okay. So, and also it's like looking back, like, yes, you have learned about a lot, right, in the school system, but it's mm -hmm. like, there's many things I just forget, right? So, yeah. um, no, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't give you a good answer, Alf, because uh, even just the feminine stuff is like, what does it really mean? <laughs> like, yeah, the, the you, have, you have conscientious in the words, like, yeah. Mm. You have, you, you have also, you have it also in German. Like, do does, there are certain words you use with the the bestimmt article D. Yeah, yeah. So this is what I mean when I say feminine words, like the um, the words with the feminine grammatical gender. So. I think this is easy to understand with German. Like, um, 
I don't know. Let's discuss it some some other time. Let's okay. One we can, we can make one episode on. Maybe you can do an intro you... on basic basic language linguistics, right? You yeah, have to okay. do an introduction for us. Maybe maybe we can we can maybe we can make maybe we can do it for real. Maybe I should explain some ground terms about linguistics and language, and then maybe give some idea about effective language learning. And then this this episode will be much easier after that. So uh, effective language learning that I know, right? Like because like I learned yeah. German and I got into the. Uh, the, the school I went to because my language proficiency was high. So that's not a problem mm. because like I deploy a different technique, right? I don't learn the grammar. Like I, and I yeah, know yeah, it's yeah. a mistake because like you can learn a language without really knowing anything about grammar. Yeah, yeah, if you know yeah. how to build structures and then, you know, for example, if one thing I used to say is like, does it feel right? Right. Does this sentence sound good in my head? Because when you construct it and then build it up, it's not like when I say a sentence, okay, I have to think of a substantive, I have to think of a verb, and I have to think about an adjective, and then you combine it, right? So language can be free-flowing. So effective language learning isn't necessarily using grammar uh, and, yeah, right. uh, and because there is no guarantee that you will be proficient in the language, right? It's no guarantee actually, that actually, you you will sound good or you would be able to um, communicate well. Actually, effective language learning, in my opinion, is the opposite of focusing on the grammar. Uh, mm. The grammar part is more like then you you have physics to understand, for example, gravity, right? Mm. Even if you understand or not, gravity is still there. You can use it. You can yeah, it's there. It's not related to your understanding. Yeah. It's similar with languages. You can learn and speak a language without understanding grammar in its um, like in atomic parts. You don't have to um, um, like pull the language apart and um, like analyze it actually no. for to learn. And actually, the opposite. You have to, as you said, you have to just think about a sentence. You have to be able to do this. You have to think about a sentence and say. Does it sound correct or wrong? So you can decide if it's correct or wrong. This is how language learning for real words. But the grammar part or the linguistics part is just like a science. You just uh, try to understand how this natural human languages work. So this is another thing. But still, uh, they make these uh, terms make talking about languages easier. So this is the way it is. Yeah, nothing else. Yeah, so uh, I see Gillam wrote a message and uh... Uh, I hope everything is uh, all right, Gillem, and uh, we can definitely do a second episode on this. And I, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'm totally uh, like I'm being honest and uh, transparent about it. Like, I, I definitely think there is value in knowing linguistics uh, basics, right, in order to communicate with uh, people about the language and the structure. But it's not like that's not common knowledge i think and yeah. also yeah. people learn this at a specific stage in school right and then they forget it right it goes in they they pass their test it's the same way like with anki right they use anki and then they just are done right so that i want to learn this for my own sake because i'm curious and i would like to okay to have better understanding and also see okay there is a reason why Japanese is being taught in a certain way. For example, Japanese is so different compared to these European languages, right? It's so 
it's so strange that you actually can't intuitively get the, you know, the stomach feeling. Like when I hear a German sentence or when I'm constructing a German sentence, I just use my stomach. Does this feel right? And then I say it, right? Um, the, the, so, the feeling, you, can, you, can, you can acquire that feeling. It, is it, you don't have it at the beginning. This is how it is like. Turkish grammar is a lot similar to Japanese uh, than German or English. Mm -hmm. But with enough time and practice, you, um, you, yeah, you develop that gut feeling you're talking about. And yeah, yeah, but like Japanese start is so... Um, yeah, feeling for language. Yeah, and I, and I agree, but like Japanese is so, for example, Japanese, right? It's so strange compared to for someone learning in Europe, right? Yeah. It's much harder. The barrier is bigger. I would say, yes, if you're, for example, Korean, right, it might be easier to learn Japanese. If you're maybe not, I don't know. But if you're Chinese, it's definitely easier. It is because the writing system okay. is okay. essentially the kanji uh, stuff is essentially Chinese, right? They've taken mm -hmm. it from the chi Chinese people. So, yeah, it's... Um, and we see it in the way you're constructing sentences because you learned Swedish, right? So many, or and you also know German, so many things are going to be easier for you, like almost no cost. You can mm -hmm. acquire yeah, that. Exactly. So, yeah. But I'm definitely, since we've talked about it so many times, I'm going to find myself a good video on linguistics basics and then create some flashcards so I know what I'm talking about because all of this hunshen, uh, hunshen, feminine, uh, masculine yeah. words, I, I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Like, it's so long. I forgot <laughs> this stuff. I okay. get confused just of the mention of the words. <laughs> Does it make sense, Alp? <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yep, yeah. People didn't know that at some point in the past, they didn't know they were using uh, feminine and masculine words, maybe, because yeah, language is something natural. You don't need to know this uh, terminology to, uh, to speak language. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, but for the listeners who are curious, why do you know that much? Are you studying any, are you planning on studying linguistics in the future? Um, <laughs> um, why I'm interested in language so much. First of all, I enjoy languages. And if you are, if you enjoy learning languages, you get to read about linguistics and linguistic terminology at some point. But other than that, um, I want to uh, do majors in computer science and also a little bit of linguistics. Like I want to combine these two fields to be a computational linguist, Com working as a computational. Okay, um, I'm I'm saying this from the past. Maybe you are someone who can allow me to work as a computational linguistics in the future and. The, as a computational linguist in the future and you're listening to this episode if you are uh, computational working as a computational linguist linguist was my dream even when i was 18 years old so yeah my dream is to work in a in such a field so it's just it just comes natural to me i i'm interested in this topic i want to um live nice, my life nice. while working on that so this is why i enjoy learning about programming computers and also languages. This is what I want to do in the future. I, this is what I want to do with my life. So, yeah. <laughs> That's very cool, Alp. And um, so I think we're going to wrap it up. I need to yeah. uh, answer a few emails. Some Notion to Anki people are waiting. So okay. pick three words you want to uh, make a sentence with. Three words of there from the list. Please don't ask me if they're feminine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what, what are we going to do with these three words? 
you will make a sentence and I'll say uh, great job. <laughs> oh my god, what an interesting, we haven't done that in the whole episode. We're doing something brand new. Okay. Pick three of them, make a new sentence. Come on, you can do okay. it. No. Believe okay, in I will. What I want to do now is I will choose one person. It can be rector, lehrer, or elev. No, no, you... no. Pick, pick some of the ones you haven't used before. The, the uh -huh. bottom of the list. Okay, so um, the bottom of the list, there are all schools. Okay, so what we have here, first school. Okay, I will I will choose Vidaregonde Skole for Bravo. high school. And then Vitnemol. Uh, and then I will also pick Universität. And I will try to say something like, okay, okay. Um, med dette vittnemål som du, du har um, fra videregående skole, du kan gå til universitetet. Veldig bra. So what I wanted to say was, with, the, with this um, diploma you get from the high school, you can go to university. So this is what I, what I said, hopefully. It, it sounded correct. Uh, I'll have to check the recording and I'll let you know, but it sounded correct in my ears. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the path. So I would talk. And sure. Yeah. You know, I, would just, I was just going to say Tusen Tak, but you can go on. Yeah, this, not, not yeah. This yeah. No, thank you, Alp. Uh, I'm very happy you could make the time. Uh, I hope Gillem is okay and uh, everything is fine. Uh, we'll have to yeah. chat with him we on will. Discord. Yeah, we can we can do a voice chat. I'm also curious. We can mm. we can check on our friend. Yeah. Yes, we will check on our friend Gillem and uh, yeah. So listeners, if you haven't already done it, uh, please uh, subscribe to the podcast in your favorite podcast program. And uh, if you're on YouTube, uh, please smash the like button and uh, give us feedback on the new format. And uh, Alp will probably um, make some flashcards again and probably share them if he wants. Uh -huh. uh, Maybe. Yeah. yeah, let's Maybe. see. Yeah, we have a new Discord channel called Freebies. If, if there is flashcards, it's going to be in the Freebies <laughs> channel. So if you haven't already, get in the Discord. Okay, thanks Alp. Thanks for taking the time and uh, talk to you soon. Yeah, bye. Bye.